0: confess, I thought, are they done? They're done. <laughs> that was great. Thank you all for gracing our service. And good morning. Welcome to our 945 service on this, the 21st Sunday after Pentecost. Welcome to those of you in the room. And uh, we know, as always, many more joining us online from many places. It's good to worship God together uh, in this way. Uh, some of you are visiting with us. We're really honored that you've come and that you'll come back. Uh, Leave us, Leon will tell you how to do it in a minute. Leave us uh, some uh, legible contact information. We'd love to begin the process of befriending one another. Uh, Two things before I kick it to him. One is uh, these cards, these, uh, you guess how much you're going to give to the church next year. And so let me just say, today is my birthday. And if you want to make me happy, (laughs) put a big number here. We love our church, and we want to support what we're doing. I know that you'll uh, join all of us in that. Second thing is, um, as some of you know this, um, my wife's uh, father uh, passed away unexpectedly on Wednesday of this week. He was the senior pastor here from 1975 to 1983. Uh, That's his painting in the hallway back there. So I still get to see him every day. Uh, we're so grateful for those of you who have reached out to express love and care for our family it really really means a lot for us to get that from our church family anyhow uh, my name is james howell by the way and i'm up front this morning with my friend and colleague dr uyan kim
1: so grateful to be together friends as dr howardy mentioned we want to pray for you and connect with you through the ministries of our church there's several ways to do that Especially for those of us who are first-time visitor and nominally new, we especially welcome you. We look forward to journeying with you. There's the physical hospitality pads at the end of your pews that you can fill out. The back of your bulletin, there's the QR code. You can use your smartphone to let us know who you are. And for those of us online, wherever you may be joining us, there's a link that you can click on to let us know of your contact information so that we may be in touch with you to welcome you into the life of our church. A couple of things we wanted to highlight for you. Uh, Believe it or not, this Wednesday, we already have our Phantom of the Oregon, which is a wonderful ministry. Evan, you're ready for this, yes? Uh, If you don't know what that is, check it out. It's amazing. This Wednesday, especially for young people. And this Thursday, we have Project Agape. This Thursday, uh, the information and the details of both of these ministries are in your bulletin. We hope to see many of you there. And as always, it is a joy to be together. Let us continue to prepare our hearts for worship.
0: let us remain standing and affirm what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. Would you join with me? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, AS WE FIND OURSELVES IN THE PRESENCE OF A HOLY AND COMPASSIONATE GOD, WE ARE ATTENTIVE TO WHAT HAS BLOCKED OUR RELATIONSHIP TO GOD OVER THE PAST WEEKS. I WOULD INVITE YOU TO JOIN WITH ME NOW AS WE PRAY TOGETHER OUR PRAYER OF CONFESSION, WHICH IS PRINTED IN YOUR BULLETIN. LET US PRAY. GRACIOUS GOD, WE CARRY ANGER IN OUR HEARTS WE CANNOT RELEASE. OUR PAST REGRETS CONTINUE TO SHAME US WITH PAIN scarcity binds our hearts from generosity and growth give us courage to choose you in the face of temptations set us free for joyful obedience and faithful witness open us to a future of peace hope and love with you amen friends in the scripture reading that we're about to hear god says i will be merciful to whom i will be merciful and that would be you and you and you. God is always merciful, again and again and again. And for this we give thanks and thanks to God and put our trust in Him. And so, friends, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen.
2: Hmm.
3: The Old Testament reading is Exodus chapter 33, beginning with the 12th verse. Moses said to the Lord, I pray if I have found favor in your sight, show me your ways that I may know you. And the Lord said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And he said to him, if your presence will not go with me, do not carry us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? And the Lord said to Moses, The very thing that you have spoken I will do, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, I pray of you, show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But, he said, you cannot see my face for you cannot see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. And then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Our passage from Exodus chapter 33 depicts the third time that Moses intercedes On behalf of God's people, since the calamitous ridiculousness of the golden calf idol. As you might recall, Moses goes away to encounter God's presence, and in his absence, the Israelites build a golden calf, an idol, instead of worshiping their God. If you have any challenges recalling or visualizing this event, there's a great cliff note, Ten Commandments, starring Charlton Heston. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In previous past, Moses prays on behalf of God's people for forgiveness, rightfully so. Here, Moses prays to intercede, inviting God's abiding presence as they continue to journey onward into the promised land that's been given to them when we step back and look at look at the story of the israelites post exodus from the place of their captivity egypt we see over and over and over again the importance of our constant god's people's constant reliance upon god's presence for god to lead and guide and to abide with god's people because the temptation so oftentimes especially For those of us who consider ourselves to be high-functioning people, the temptation is to rely upon our strength, our planning, and our talents. As good as these things can be. And Moses will have none of it. He is constantly asking on behalf of God's people for God's presence with them. we are comforted by this God who promises us that this God goes before us to the place that God has designated for us, to prepare a place for God's people, for us. But to be sure, this Exodus journey, this traveling has not been easy. It's been fought with unexpected circumstances, and at times, it's been very, very painful. The trip is taking way too long, yeah? I mean, it's taking a long time. I've come to know 40, 40 years wandering in the desert. Uh, I have far more compassion now, as a husband and as a father of two, for the complaining ways of the Israelites. Like, I I get it. For us, in our household, we have an unwritten rule that when we drive, we don't drive further than four hours. That's it. Everywhere we go, for whatever reason, is within a four-hour radius. And that's with a minivan that's temperature controlled. And we have A.C. and heat. Uh, whenever we go anywhere, our children engage in the proverbial game of, are we there yet? I hate those words. <laughs> are we there yet? And for those of us who live in Charlotte, as soon as we leave our home and we take a little left to the running me lane, and it's usually Chloe who does this, she will say, are we there yet? <laughs> no, we're not there yet. We're not even close to being there. Don't ask again. For like four hours, right? we're not there yet. It's hard to be a family. Even still, it's harder to be a family on the move. And even still, it's harder to be a family on the move for decades. In the midst of all this, in the midst of moving back and forth, Moses prays before God, "If I have found favor in your sight, show me your ways, O God. Show me your glory." He prays in all of my coming and going show me your ways show me your glory through all the highs and lows of life show me your ways show me your glory O oh God in seasons of my joy and in the depth of my sorrow show me your ways show me your glory O oh God when things do not get any better and pain persists, and violence persists. Show me your ways. Show me your glory, O God. Sister Marianne Stoger and Margaret Pistrick, uh, these are two names you probably don't know, although we should know them, know of them. Uh, They are two sisters, nuns from Austria, not to be confused with Australia. I don't know why, I just find those two names so funny. Austria, Australia. <laughs> Sounded better in my head, <laughs> Austria. From an early age, these two women felt the call by God to grow in love with Jesus, to serve God's people. Sister Mary Ann, and they all grew up in 40s and 50s. Sister Marianne in her mid-teens confessed that she prayed to God to send her, send her away from her home, Austria, to a different foreign place, land unknown, to her version of the promised land. And she asked God specifically, send me to the poorest and the most desperate place in your world. Upon graduating from nursing school in the early 60s, these two sisters were indeed called by God, sent by the church to one of the most desperate and the poorest place in all of God's world in early 60s, and that was Sorok Island in South Korea. This island was established back in 1916 during when Japan was still ruling over Korea, and they established this island to put in place for people with Hansen's disease, leprosy, people with leprosy. Upon being sick, they would be ripped away from their homes and their family and friends. They would be shipped off and shipped out to be abandoned there in this deserted place to work, and to die, this island was only accessible by boats. It is only recently that the government finally built a bridge there. There are people still living in this place, although far less than there were. There were over 6,000 people when these two nuns got there in early 60s. They were invited by the church to serve for five years, and they chose to stay for 43 years to heal to care for, to be with, and to love God's people, people with leprosy. It's almost impossible for any one of us to imagine the depth of poverty, sickness, and desperateness of this place, even with pictures. My wife and I, as we were reading about these two people, asked ourselves, should God call us? to go to a place like Sorok Island in the early 60s, would we have gone? And the response was quite brief and to the point. I'm not proud to say this. I would not have gone anywhere in South Korea in early 60s, given what they were going through, let alone an island full of lepers. After 43 years of faithful witness, uh, these nuns, uh, did not want to make a scene when they loved. They had to leave because their, their health was failing them, and they, they needed to go back home to Austria in 2005. And they just left a letter for the people of that island. And at the end of the letter, it reads this way. Thank you for the great amount of respect and love that you have given us. And please forgive us if we as non-Koreans have ever hurt you. When the people of the island, uh, people who've not been healed of leprosy, when they're interviewed, they talked about how these two nuns, Sister Marianne and Sister Margaret, were the first people, after they got sick, who actually touched them, not with gloves, not from a distance, but being present ever so close, with dignity and with love. Do you think before being sent by God, being led by God to a place like Sorok Island and during their 43 tenure of years there, do you think these two sisters perhaps prayed the same prayer that Moses prayed? If I have found favor in your sight, O oh God, show me your ways, show me your glory. And do you think as they have lived, served, witnessed, and loved in all those four plus decades that they indeed encounter the ways of God and the glories of God. In Mark chapter 10 and Matthew 20, they have similar stories there. James and John in Mark 10 comes before Jesus and says, Jesus, we have a request. Jesus says, what do you got? They said, "Uh, can we be the one to sit at the right hand and the left hand of the throne in Matthew 20, mother of Zebedee, comes before Jesus, pleading, Jesus, can the two of my sons have the right hand and the left hand of the throne? What silliness. I don't know if they ever made it there, perhaps, but I imagine that Jesus would invite somebody like Sister Marianne and Sister Margaret to sit at the right and the left hand of the throne, but the great irony is these two nuns will probably decline and choose to sit outside With the lepers show me your ways show me your glory the korean government uh, recently recognized these two servants after so many years in true to form they did not want any attention sister marianne said i didn't want to do interviews because there was nothing at all special about life in sorok island It was through the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ that I was able to serve. God is near us, and we live through his power. As Jesus Christ lived through the pain of being nailed to the cross, so we must live with joy in our faith. Indeed, you can love anyone. I think oftentimes as we pray, as Moses did, For God's ways to be revealed to us and to live into God's glory we have to be careful here we have to be mindful not to confuse God's glory for world's glamour these are not two of the same things God's glory is so different from the predictable desire of ours for popularity and fame to be notarized and noticed sometimes God's glory lead us to a place like this And in this place, uh, through our witness, we encounter the path of God, the ways of God, the glories of God. It is good that we serve and follow the God who affirms us and accepts us, but there's more. God desires for us to dig in a little deeper, to be called and to follow. And when we get there on the journey, we dig in our heels and we seek to be faithful. We seek to be a faithful witness unto a world that is desperate for the gospel of Jesus, trusting in that God's love, God's ways will always be enough. May we seek your glory, O oh God, as we journey to the very place that you have prepared for us, the place that you have promised God's people. Show us your glory in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of unexpected conflict and challenges, show us your glory. When we find ourselves away from the familiar, being led to an unexpected spaces with undesirable people, when we find that the light is dimming and the darkness seems to be prevailing, show us your glory. In the midst of all of our anxiety, in anguish, show us your glory. And in all things, at all times, in all places, may we always follow your ways and may we glorify your name. Thanks be to God. Amen.
4: Let us go to God in prayer. Heavenly God, we give thanks for the ways your Spirit has filled this place this morning. We have heard your beauty in the organ notes, the songs we have sung, and the speaking of your word. We have seen your love in the faces of those around us, and we have contemplated your majesty in our thoughts throughout the service. Help us to be formed by your goodness in this space. Lord, in your mercy. All loving God, help us to seek you in the chaos of our lives. As our school years push on and we navigate the pressures of academia and athletics, help us to find rest and our sense of self in you first. As travel opportunities arise and week after week feels hectic and overwhelming, help us to pause, to take a breath, and to rest in you. Lord, grant us the desire for your peace, calm, and rest. Lord, in your mercy, God of all people, We know that you have been in the rubble of those suffering in the Middle East. You have heard the cries of your Israeli and Palestinian children. You have mourned with the world as conflict has torn your children from one another. Hear the prayers now as we call out for peace from our hearts in the silence. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, help us to remember that the suffering of others does not take away our own suffering. Give us the courage to name our sadness and our trials in this space before you, O Lord. We know there are those among us who are in the midst of grief, whether it is the fresh sting of losing a loved one or the annual reminder of a loved one gone. Lord, be with those in grief. We especially lift up the Howell and Stockton family as they mourn the loss of Bishop Tom Stockton. We give thanks for the ways he loved his family, the world, and the ways he loved our church in the time that he served here, and for the many churches and lives that he touched in his ministry as he advanced your kingdom, O God. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, thank you. Thank you for bringing us to this time of worship. May we be formed by one another and by your word. So now let us join together, praying our family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. giving ourselves and giving back to God all that we have, may we do so joyfully as is a way that we can glorify God in our world and do we receive and offer the glory of God. Lord, your generosity, grace, and mercy are astounding. And we pray that the gifts we offer in worship and throughout the week might be used in your name. Help us to be generous with our money, but also with our talents and time. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Friends of Myers Park United Methodist Church, may God's way be our way. May we live into God's glory and all that we do as a family of God. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore.